0: talk a little bit today, I'm going to kind of piggyback what I talked about last week about being thankful and, and all that thankfulness does. And, and when we talked about being thankful, well, I want to talk, the title of the message today is The Power of Contentment. And I'm going to, you're, I'm going to unpack this a little bit, so you're going to have to bear with me for a minute. Because contentment, true contentment, where do you find that today? Now, I I believe it says in John 14, 14, 27, it says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Now, that peace, when you have peace, that peace can bring contentment. But I'm going to talk a a little bit about contentment today, and and we're going to start there. And I'm going to talk to you about some of the enemies of contentment, and maybe you can see. Um, yourself in some of this. In Philippians chapter 4 and verse 10, or verse 11, it says, not that I speak in regard to need. This is Paul speaking. For I have learned in whatever state state I am to be content. That word content means the state of being satisfied. Okay? Satisfied. That's a big word. Contentment, satisfied, it's interchangeable word. Now, verse 12. I know how to be abased. That means to do without and i know how to abound or to have much everywhere and in all things i have learned to both be full and to be hungry both to abound and to suffer need now when we look at this we understand that you know there's times paul had plenty there there's times paul had nothing and you talk you're thinking about well these are physical things we're talking about i am convinced that when contentment comes spiritually then naturally contentment can be there as well. And I think it works the opposite as well. When physically and naturally things, you get discontented, it can bleed right into the spiritual realm. And and I'll talk about that in a little bit, and I'll I'll clear that up a little bit more. See, we can be content in whatever state we're in. Now, I want to make a, a dividing line here. Because one of the enemies, and I'll talk about this in a minute, one of the enemies to contentment is complacency. It's okay to be content. And we're going to talk about, we're, we're, we're leading from thankfulness to contentment. And it's okay to be content at the same time, desiring God to move you on, to move you up, but being content where you're at until God moves you, opens the door. Because a lot of times in my life, when you get discontented, and we'll talk about this, you try to kick the door down. Once you kick the door down, you got to keep that thing moving. When God opens the door, you allow him to open that door. You walk through that door. He will supply. He will take care of it. And there's, there's peace in that. And so many times we're not content in the natural, and it can, I believe it can bleed over the spiritual, such as I'm not content in my job. Not happy with my job. I want more. I need this. I need that. Okay, fine. That's fine. It's okay to desire more for your life. It's okay. But can you find peace and contentment where you're at at this particular time until God opens the door? Will you trust Him to move you forward? Or do you start tearing up the pasture that you're in because you want out of the gate? Just a question. See, we need to be careful. You see, we need to... Now, we always need to continue to to develop our relationship with the Lord. We need to always desire to try to get closer with Him and a deeper walk with Him. We need to work at keeping our relationship fresh with the Lord. But we need to be content and have peace where the Lord has us right now. And let me tell you something. I know about this. Because I'm a strong-willed guy and I have a lot of desires and I have a lot of ambition and I have a lot of stuff. And you've got to be very careful. I'm going to make this statement, and I'm going to make it more as we go on today. The enemy pushes and pressures. The Lord leads. So whenever you start feeling pushed and pressured to where, and a lot of this comes down when it's time to make a decision on some things. And all of a sudden you feel pressured, and you're getting anxious, and and there is a difference between that spiritual anxiousness and the, the peace. When God leads you in peace, there's going to be peace. Your flesh may not like it. It may be, I'm a little bit afraid of this because this is something new and I'm stepping out into something that may be uncomfortable to me. That is different than being pushed into something. It's too many people make bad decisions because they're pressured. Because the enemy is pushing, 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 pushing. i got to do something to get away from this pressure instead of trusting God and allowing him to lead you in peace. Because that's what he said, peace I leave with you. And so to be content, we can have peace. The enemy tries us to get to, our, to lose our contentment. Now, let me back up here. <clears throat> Got my stuff all out of order. Four, five, six, there we go. There's two ways, now you may have your own two ways, but this is two ways the Lord showed me that the enemy works against contentment. One is complacency. You can get to a place where you get content, now you start getting complacent. And there's a difference between contentment and complacency. Complacency, you can get too content. in, in In our church realm, we may call it religious. We just get complacent. We get familiar with God. We get familiar with the things of God. And it's like, ah, well, I've heard that song 17 times. Well, start singing it then. Start rejoicing in it. Because, you know, Jamie will play it until you get it. Or, you know, it's just, it's just a routine, and I get complacent. And, and let me give you an, a better example. Some of you guys are contractors. You work construction. Get complacent around a chainsaw. You might lose a limb and not one on a tree. You get, you get complacent about some of the saws that I've watched you guys cut cement with. Get complacent around that, familiar with that, and all of a sudden, man, there's a foot gone or a hand gone or a finger gone or there's an accident or there's a problem. See, we can get complacent. It gets to just to be a routine. And that is, that is an enemy of contentment because when you are complacent, you're really not content. When, when complacency kind of sets into me, I get bored. And when I get bored, then I start trying to figure out some things that I need to do for excitement for me. Complacency. You can get complacent in your job. Then pretty soon you're bored about your job. Then pretty soon you're bad in your job. Pretty soon I don't like my job. And then all of a sudden, where's the content? Where's the thankfulness? Now, here's the kind of the, the combination that the Lord kind of showed me that I wanna, that I want to give to you. Starts with thankful, being thankful. I believe if you are thankful in whatever circumstance, peace comes. Now, you know, I know that there's people here that are married, they've got relationships, and and sometimes you're not always seeing eye to eye in those relationships. But can you be thankful for where God's got you and what he's got you right now? Just be thankful. I'm not saying, like we said last week, not thankful. For everything, but in everything, we can give thanks trusting God. Okay? If I be thankful that God developed, designed some crazy woman that would have me, because that's about what she had to be, okay? Okay, and I'm thankful then I can find this peace. Then peace produces patience. And then from patience comes perseverance. Because when I've got peace, I can go through whatever. It doesn't matter because I've got peace. And then this perseverance, all of a sudden, there's this contentment because I know I can overcome this thing. So there's a progression there. Thankfulness, peace, patience, perseverance, and contentment. Now, the word complacency, here's what it means. Self-satisfied, self Satisfied. I'm going to take care of me. Smug. Unbothered. Untroubled. Often without awareness. Now listen to this very carefully. Complacency. And this will get back to the dangerous tools. Often without the awareness of some potential danger. How many of you have done it, man? I've done it. If you've ever driven on a street in the Upper Peninsula, anywhere down a highway... You get complacent at night, and all of a sudden, there's a deer, man. Because you're just, because, and, and you do it. You, you're just mindless. I'm just, I'm not thinking about nothing. Now, when I'm not being complacent, I'm paying attention. What's going on? I'm looking. Well, you can get complacent, and then all of a sudden, man, things happen. Complacency isn't contentment. And in the spiritual realm, complacency becomes religion. And when we get to that point, then where's where's the Lord in that? See, we can't get complacent in any part of our life. But we can be content. In Proverbs, and then I'll give you the second one, and then I'll talk about it. The second enemy that works against contentment is the opposite of contentment, discontentment. And I'll talk about that in a minute. Proverbs 1, in verse 31, it says, Therefore, they shall eat the fruit of their own way and be filled to the full with their own fancies. Filled up with their own fancies, their own self-satisfaction. Because we're not content. We get complacent. For the turning away of the simple will slay them, and complacency of fools will destroy them. Now, it's all right. Like I said, we always want to strive to be closer to the Lord, have a deeper relationship with the Lord, have a better walk with the Lord. Let the Lord do things in us. Let the Lord take things out of us. Let the Lord put things in us and find that contentment. But we can't become complacent because all of you know someone. You get complacent. Well, you know, Church just isn't what it used to be. Well, why is that? Well, the music isn't quite right. The preacher isn't quite this. Is it that? Or is it your own heart? Have you gotten familiar with the things of God? I mean, every time I hear a testimony, I get excited. Ah, oh, well, somebody got healed. Yay. Oh, oh, somebody got saved, yay. We get, we get complacent. And when you are complacent, you are not content. Anybody sat around on a, sat- on a Saturday and just kind of got complacent, oh, I'm just going to lay around? <sighs> Some of you don't have any clue what that even is. <laughs> just laying around, what do you mean? What's, what's that? You know? It's one of those things that some of you, if you stop for five minutes, you'll be asleep. Because you, you just, and I'm, I'm one of those, I, I'll exhaust myself. Okay? So, are you pleased where you're at? Here's, here's some of the things that bring, some of the terms that people, you know, they're getting complacent. I'm good right where I'm at. I don't need to go any further. I don't need to do anything more on my job. I'm good, right where I'm at. I'm not going to go any further. I'm not going to try any harder. Look at what I've done already. Look at where I've already been. We need to be careful that our contentment doesn't turn into complacency. In verse 33, it says, But whoever listens to me will dwell safely and will be secure and without fear of evil. Now, let's take discontent and listen I bought the land of discontentment. I built a house on the land of discontentment. I bought the T-shirts. I know all about this because I'm one of those that, and I told this story before. We got married, and we had kind of delayed. Well, we had a honeymoon. We kind of delayed honeymoon that first year of marriage. We went out to Maine. She's got a family. She's got a cottage right on the ocean. And we are going to go for, I don't know what, five days, a week? Three days, man. I was out of my mind. Because there's no phones, there's no TV, there's no nothing to do out there, but watch the Lopshman and I was I wasn't content. I was discontented. And you're walking around, and when you're discontented, you walk around like a caged animal looking for something. I've got to do something, there's gotta be something, there's gotta be more. There's what am I missing? I gotta be doing something. I'm gonna tell you what perpetual motion doesn't mean you're productive. So the discontent is the opposite of content. Here's what discontent means. A restless now listen to this, a restless desire or craving for something that one does not have. The enemy tries to convince you that you lack something and you become discontented. Let's go back to the garden of Eden. They were perfectly content. They had everything. They had everything that they needed in the garden. The enemy tried to come and discontent them. How? You're lacking something. There's something you don't have that you need. And so don't be content with where God has you and what God's got you doing. I mean, the position you have, you get to name everything, and you get to live like this forever, walking with the Lord. But there's something that you don't have. You're missing something, so you've got to go do something to get it. Eat this fruit, and you'll be like God and it works the same way today. We showed that clip. Seven, if you live in a house today, you are richer than 75% of the entire planet. If you have internet at your house, you are there's only 8% of the entire world's population that has internet. In America, if the internet went down, there would be mass chaos. Heaven forbid the cell phones go out. Ooh. You might snicker. Ooh. What happens the last time you misplaced your phone? Everything stops until I find my phone. And I am no better. I am no better. I told you the story. My wife and I are going to work. and I got some of the greatest advice from you. Well, what are you doing walking with, your phone, walking with your wife with your phone in your pocket anyway? It's a good idea. Good, but, but again, we'll be walking along, and the phone, it'll ring. And I break into a cold sweat because the phone's ringing. She says, well, ignore it. Yeah, but the phone's ringing. So you don't have to answer it. understand the phone's ringing. But I've got to tell you, I have progressed. I shut my phone off at night. Mm. How about that? Yeah, call me at dark 30 you're going to get the voicemail. Yeah, guess I showed you. So I'm no better. I'm no better. But can you be content? Why is it that we've got the, I've, I've got an iPhone, I don't know what it is, but I mean the iPhone 10,000. 000- coming out. Gotta have it. I have got to have it because it's got this great, it gives great pictures. It moves at the speed of light. I've got to have this. It's not really any better than the one you got, but I got to have it. Why? Because you're not content. Some of you are content. Some of you still got an old flip phone, man. I'm good. My mother's got one of those. And you know, on one of those, they don't have the texting like we've got. It's got the numbers, you know, with the letters and I get some wild messages <laughs> saying, interpretation, please. That's definitely a tongue. <laughs> but see, discontentment, and, and I'm going to say this, money, it's the love of money that's the problem, but discontentment comes a lot of times over money. And I understand. I understand. But can you trust God and be content? Whether you've got a lot, or whether you've got a little, listen, Davine and I have lived on both spectrums, and our peace and our contentment shouldn't come from a dollar bill. It really, shouldn't. So when people are discontented, again, the enemy will drive you; the Lord will lead you. Now, here's the two ways. And again, discontentment comes as it's how you feel when you want something and you can't get it right away. You ever been to the McDonald's drive-thru and your fries weren't ready? You had to pull over to the curb? The audacity! The unmitigated gall! I've got to wait an extra five minutes for my fries? I shouldn't have to pay for it. They made me wait. Because it's supposed to be fast food after all. I've said all of those things. (laughs) Yeah, right. See, but here's how discontentment comes. Two ways. Positionally and authoritatively. People get discontented when they're they're positionally where the Lord has them, but they want to be somewhere else. God's got you in this job. Why is it? It's funny. You pray, God, open the door. I need a job. I need a job. And again, I'm just using work because it's an example. God provides a job. Three months later, this stinking, no good for nothing job. The boss hates me. I hate the boss. This job sucks. We say sucks in church, sorry. I do anyway. I probably shouldn't, but I'll never forget. I was preaching in Texas one time. And I said, you know, people, people get so religious, you know, if you sit in their seat, they get all, all upset because, you know, they've got their, their butt is indented in that seat. And the pastor turned about four shades of red. And I said, oh, do you not say butts here? No. <laughs> I said, oh, okay. I, I won't say it anymore in your church, sorry. Anyway, it was funny. He didn't think it was so funny. I, I chuckled. But when discontentment comes positionally, when, when why where does where's the disconnect? Where is it where your, your salvation becomes your bondage? Where is that? Where, where's that line when I'm not thankful anymore? Because all of a sudden, what happens? A thankful heart turns into a demanding heart. And all of a sudden, it's, wait a second. So there we are. We're discontented positionally. And then people discontented with the authority they have. They either want more or different authority. And see, when you get discontented discontented in those places, you get out of position and you try to take or make more authority than you have. And then there's there's a problem. If I'm working for you, I'm working for you. You are my authority on that job. End of story. So some of you employees, listen to me clearly. If you are not the authority, if you are not the boss, you're not the boss. When you try to usurp that authority and you're discontented because you don't have it, then you are just like Luke. Got really quiet in this charismatic church in a hurry. Why? What did Lucifer do? I want to be God. I want to take over heaven. And one-third of the stupid angels listened to him. How'd that work out for him? Do you know how it's going to work out for you? Same way. Not good. So we don't like the authority we have or the position of authority we have, so we're going to try, instead of allowing God... To raise us up, we're going to rise up. And, and I this is kind of a cliche statement in churches, but some were raised up and sent. Others just rose up and went. When you start getting to that where you're discontented to where I want the authority that I think I should have and you don't allow the God to promote you to that place, you're in trouble. And you're going to have nothing but chaos, you're not going to be content in your job. You're not going to be content in your life. Because here we go again. What, Where you are at in the natural, I want more authority in the natural. It bleeds right over into the spiritual. And then pretty soon, there's nothing content. God, why aren't you doing this? God, why aren't you doing this? God's saying, why don't you sit down, be quiet, and be at peace, and let me lead you. Because again, I said it, once you, if you've got to kick down the door, you're the one that's going to have to keep kicking down doors. When the Lord opens the door and you walk through it, He's going to provide. Getting back to this authority thing. If I'm working for Him and He says, this is what I should, you should do, and I say, well, I don't agree with that. Guess what? Tough luck. I don't have to agree with it. All i got to do is do it. And if it doesn't go right, guess whose responsibility that is? His. I get to go home and sleep at night. You deal with a headache. There's nothing worse than people that are discontented in their position of authority or positionally. Because all they do is cause trouble. Man, I thought this was going to be good for you guys. I don't know, I'm waiting, quiet. Was, whew, whew, whew. Take a couple of deep breaths. Hey, I love you guys. But understand, it all starts with thankfulness. And again, I'm going to use—I'll use myself. And again, it's not because, folks, when I use myself as an example, it's not because I like talking about me. But I'm just such an easy subject because I was such a bonehead in so many areas. I'm just a great example of what not to do. Okay? I was so thankful when Davian and I—we were begging God. We wanted to get back to the UP so bad. We were down and working with the church and. You know, it wasn't a great situation for us, and we were begging God, please, God, please, God, please, oh, my God, please, please open the door. God, please, 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 please. God opened the door, got a job, was so thankful. Now, I had a few days where I kicked the dirt and snuffed and huffed, but my heart, I was so, so thankful for that, always thankful. I wasn't always content, but when I got discontented, I had people in my life that would help slap me back into contentment. But it all started back being thankful. When your children are acting out, be thankful that you got them. Do you know how many people can't or don't? Some of us men, be thankful you have a wife. They'll even put up with you. Wives, be thankful you've got a man that will put up with you. I'm an equal opportunity guy. You know, I get might as well get might as well get stones thrown from both sides as within one, you know. <laughs> I like balance, you know, bruises on both sides of the face, not just one. But see, what happens, people get discontented like Lucifer. They want it, he wants something else. He tried to get Jesus. If you go into, if you look at Jesus going. Into the Satan being the spirit leading Jesus to be tempted in the wilderness. What was Satan trying to do? Satan was trying to get him discontented from what he had already. Everything that Satan tried to offer him, sorry for spitting at you, everything Satan tried to offer him was already his. What do you think Satan's trying to you, do to you today to get you discontented? You know, that's the thing. If, if Again, this, if I'm working for him, what is Satan trying to get me to do? Trying to get me discontented where I'm at positionally or authoritatively. And guess what that causes? It causes a heart problem in me. And that manifests in problems for him. We've got to be content. But it comes from thankfulness and being content. And again, trusting that God is going to open doors and move you to where he needs to move you and wants to move you. And it is okay to desire those things. It is okay to desire promotion. It is okay to desire a better job. But let me tell you something. Be content and faithful where you are until God moves you. When you walk in and tell the boss, I hate you, I don't think you're fair, I don't think this is right, I'm leaving. Three months ago, you were begging me for a job because you were starving to death. So what are you going to do? Go back to starving. Let me give you a big hint. You want to quit your job? Make sure you got another one. Or you quit. Just saying. And so with us, there was times in my life with God full-time ministry or do I keep working and do I keep, what do I do and and, and I was discontented, and we always went back to be thankful. We're thankful for God's got us right now and what he's doing. He's not obviously done. And when it was time to go, there wasn't any discontentment. There was an anxiousness like, whew, it's a big step for us, but there was peace, and we made that step. It wasn't because I absolutely hate what I'm doing and I hate everybody around me and I'm out of here not the right heart. As Christians, we need to be, have, be content where God has us, because this is one thing I know about the Lord. You're not going to stay there. He's going to move you on. He's going to promote you. He's going to continue to, to grow you. But it starts with being thankful. And with that thankfulness, Whatever you're at, wherever you're at positionally or authoritatively. That doesn't mean get complacent. Well, that's it. You know, God's got me here. Ah, it's gravy now. Everything's great. It's okay. But you get discontented when all of a sudden, here's another big way the enemy works in discontentment. So-and-so has got such and such. You know, it cracks me up. We've got some contractors in here. It cracks me up. And I worked construction for a while, and I worked for a guy. And people look at him and say, man, that dude's rich. Millions of dollars go through his hands. Yeah, through his hands. not his. It's not his. You know, I knew a contractor. million dollars a year he was doing. but it wasn't his. It was material money, it was this money, it was that money, and heaven forbid that a saw breaks down because somebody's got to pay for that and it'd be coming out of you. You know? Well, they're rich. Just because they're working their hiney off doesn't mean they're rich. Lots of money may go through their hands. Lots of money may go through your hands. Do you know how nice it was for me? I'd go to work, 5 o'clock, man, I'd check out, I'd go home. You're doing bids and you're doing bids and you're running here and you're answering the phone and you got crazy customers that are lunatics and insane people. I'm sleeping like a baby. I get up in the morning, all i got to do is what I'm told. Do you know what I tell I, I tried. I When I was raising my kids, I said, You've got the easiest job in the world. Just do what you're told. It's mindless, brainless. You don't even have to think about it. Oh, you want me to do that? All right, great. Sure, I'll do it. At what point does contentment become discontentment? At what point in your Christianity do you get discontented with the things of God? Where all of a sudden what was a blessing is now a problem for you? Man. You're a tremendous blessing in my life. You know, but now, eh. You know, I don't like that guitar solo in the beginning. You know, I was so are just so blessed to have a worship team. And now, you know. Da, 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 da. Or it gets to the point where, oh, you know what, everything's great. Never change anything. Let's leave everything the way it is forever. Both of those are enemies of contentment. So God is going to give us what we need. And so we, there is so much, if you can understand the power of being content where God has you with the knowledge that he's not going to leave you there, that, and every one of you in here can testify that where you were yesterday isn't where you are today. Where we were five years ago isn't where we are today. Where you are today isn't going to be where you're at tomorrow. If you trust him, don't make it happen. Allow it to happen. I'll tell you what. You want promotion, and I can probably safely say this, not being a business person. You want promotion in any company? Be the best employee they've got. People are begging. For the love of God and everything is holy, please bring me somebody that's got character and integrity that will work, and they will womb right up the chain. It will. It will. Because that's what people are looking for. And that should be us. Content. You know, there was a time that Egypt was the Jews' salvation, Israel's salvation. Now, through some circumstances, it became their bondage. But at what point Did our contentment turn into complacency and discontentment? Was it somebody else or is it in us? I can be content whether I abound or whether I'm abased, whether things are going good or whether things are going bad because my contentment and my peace isn't resting on what I have and what I do. It's based on him, who I know, and what he can do in me. Amen. Okay, I'm going to pray and let you guys go to lunch because you look sad. <laughs> Father, we just thank you. And Lord, even